Hi, this is Larry Wilson, and this is How to Talk to Humans. This is the podcast that shows you how to improve your communication skills. Are you looking to get a better job? Are you looking to find a relationship? Are you trying to do things in your life that have frustrated you and eluded you so far? I can show you so easily how to change that. Now, I can only do it with humans. If you're looking to deal with vampires or zombies, extraterrestrials, this is not the show for you. But if you're really looking to improve your communication skills, I can show you what I've learned from 40 years in show business working with the biggest celebrities and superstars in the world, and their secrets are unbelievable. What I'm going to be teaching you during the course of this podcast every week are tools that you can use to communicate toward success. Hi, this is Larry Wilson, and welcome once again to How to Talk to Humans. This is really part two about boundaries, because someone who'd heard the first one asked me uh, for more specificity in my description. And I realize I sometimes get, you know, talking here and I forget that you can't see exactly what's printed inside my head. I think of boundaries as... uh, I want to make this clear, they're always shifting. I don't mean to suggest, you know, like a weights and measures are fixed. A pound is always supposed to be 16 ounces. A foot is always supposed to be 12 inches. It's not supposed to vary. Something like personal boundaries may fluctuate according to a social trends. It may fluctuate according to time of year or the country that you find yourself in cultures they're all different there are certain things that are considered acceptable some places other places aren't but I'll, I'll give you a more concrete example of what I'm referring to here and what I think is extremely important to understand if you want to take your communication up to an expert level I had an aunt. Now, as I say this to you, I don't know if she really was my aunt. That's how I... I think she may have actually been related to me, a great aunt, maybe. Helen. And she was a... She was a lovely, lovely person who lived to 103 years old. And uh, she was... Uh, interesting in so many different ways. Um, My family is so peculiar. They don't really ever talk about a lot of things in the past. So there's a lot about my family I don't know. A lot of history and genealogy that I don't know. A little bit I know, but... So I don't really understand how I'm related to this woman, Helen, but I think somehow she was related to my mother some by some means. And she was a very interesting woman. She lived in a big parcel of land in Beverly Hills. But she was so old, of course, that she'd purchased this 
piece of land when Beverly Hills wasn't anything. It was way out in the country and nobody wanted it. So she bought this huge parcel of land right in the middle of what is now extremely expensive real estate. She must have bought it for a song. And she put up to this kind of rustic kind of home and had a huge, I don't know, a couple acres of avocado trees on this property. Now, none of this is really pertinent to the story I'm going to tell you, but as I'm speaking, I'm just remembering her. One time when she was in her 80s, when she was out tending her avocado trees, she fell and broke her leg. And so she took off her belt and splinted the leg and dragged herself back up to the house to call an ambulance to take her to the hospital. And when she got to the hospital, they said, oh, you've broken this leg. She said, yeah, yeah, I sort of thought that. And they said, well, you're going to, you know, you're obviously going to have to stay here. She said, oh, I can't stay here. I have stuff to do. I've got a lot of stuff to do. And they were like, are you kidding? You broke your leg? She goes, yeah, yeah. And they said, well, all right, then we're going to put this cast. And she goes, well, will I be able to walk with it? They go, no, of course not. She goes, well, I, uh, that won't do. Uh, I've I've got important stuff I have to take care of. I can't be sitting around. They said, okay, <laughs> we'll put this walking boot on your leg, but you have to sign this thing saying, we tried to get you to... And she said, yeah, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. Um, she was very down to earth. I don't mean to make her sound like some kind of eccentric, although perhaps she was. But what I thought about in terms of boundaries was my memory, which I'm hoping is accurate here, is that it was a Christmas Eve and family had been invited over to our house for dinner. And uh, my grandmother, my mother's mother, who had been ill, passed away that afternoon. Now, it wasn't, you know, a shocking thing. She was elderly and she had been ill for, I think, for quite some time. and was in the hospital, but of course it still hit everyone very hard. And I remember this very clearly. My Aunt Helen, I think, was one of the very first family members to arrive. And my mother had been weeping, but had sort of pulled herself together, but she, her eyes were red and she looked like someone who'd been weeping. Helen came in and was very cordial to her, my, both my parents, very friendly. And at some point, my mother, I guess, thought of something and was sort of overwhelmed and excused herself and went on. And my father, in not one of his finest moments, uh, but he, as I may have said in other places here, he's a brilliant psychoanalyst. But that doesn't necessarily mean he was such a great person <laughs> because I think he was missing certain faculties uh, that may be more normal for other people. I remember my father saying to my Aunt Helen, saying, uh, because Helen did not react to my mother's appearance, where she clearly had been weeping, 
or her sudden excusing of herself. She just continued to chat about whatever it was and to act very civil to everyone. My father said very pointedly, didn't you notice that my wife seemed a little disturbed? And Helen said, yes. And my father said, well, her mother passed away this afternoon. And Helen said, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. My father said, didn't you think uh, it was strange the way she appeared here? And I'll never forget, Helen said, no, I thought you and she had maybe had a fight of some kind. And I must have been 17 years old is my memory. And I was so impressed by this because I thought, wow, she did see that my mother was upset, but she respected people's boundaries. She did not feel it was her place to step in as the referee or adjudicator or or whatever role sometimes people take where they're going to take charge of stuff that's none of their business. And that may be a more succinct way of summing up what I was talking about in a previous episode of the podcast about boundaries is that it really has to do with minding your own business. I know there are many, many people who feel that it makes them morally superior to mind other people's business, especially when they know better and they have better ideas about how people should comport themselves and also about what should be said or said done about certain situations. But the truth of the matter is, there are sometimes situations you find yourself in that are none of your business. And it is extremely disrespectful to inject yourself in as if they were. And that is an important function of what boundaries serve. My Aunt Helen... I'll never forget this. My Aunt Helen, she wasn't combative or confrontational with my father. She said it like it was the most normal thing in the world. She saw that my mother was upset, and she just assumed that my mother and father had had a fight of some kind. And she was too respectful of boundaries to jump in and say, what's this all about? What have you done to her? Why is she... She knew it was none of her business. And that has stayed with me my entire life. I've never, ever forgotten that experience. And you know what? In fact, I'll tell you, it reminds me of another experience with Aunt Helen. Some relative, and I it was never made clear to me who these people were, but a relative who I think uh, thought very highly of himself. Didn't quite understand what all the family connections were. But I remember I'd been invited to go to dinner with my parents and this relative and Aunt Helen. Now I'm maybe 
1819. It couldn't have been much later than that. But by this time, of course, I held my aunt in very high esteem because of that experience of seeing her respect of personal boundaries. And I remember this relative, my aunt at that point, my aunt aunt had been married at some time to a man much older than her, but he'd passed away years before, so she'd been on her own for quite some time. And I remember sitting at dinner and this relative brought up something with her and made some remark that at the time I was so shocked, nobody else reacted too weirdly, but he said something to my Aunt Helen about asking her if she was a virgin. And now, I was a young teenager. I felt like whatever these crazy adults do, thank goodness it's not my problem. They'll do whatever they do. But I remember thinking at the time, what an outrageously inappropriate thing to ask. I don't care who you are, and I don't care how you're related to me or to Helen or anyone else. She's a grown adult woman. And whether she's a virgin or not a virgin is really none of your business. And somehow the moment passed, and of course my Aunt Helen handled it somehow with grace and incredible poise, didn't seem to phase her at all. Now, let me just say this for the record, not that it matters, but after my Aunt Helen had passed away, I'm going through her belongings, I found an actor's equity card with her name on it. And the date was something from the 20s or 30s that she'd been a stage actor in New York City. Now, my family, as I mentioned earlier, is so weird that I'd never heard a word about this. I had no idea. And my Aunt Helen never mentioned that she'd been an actress or been on stage, but she was a member of Actors' Equity, which, as far as I'm concerned, means she was working enough at least to join the union. And I can only, I mean, I suppose if I find myself with nothing but time on my hands, I could use the internet to delve deeper into that and find out about it. But I thought, there's so many things we don't know about other people. And if we can find out something like I did, like that about her career as an artist, as an actress, how incredible. But if we can't, it's not appropriate for us to ignore boundaries of propriety and good taste to satisfy whatever our peculiar curiosities may be. I'm not saying you can't do it, Be my guest. Go say whatever wildly inappropriate thing you want. But if you want to connect with people, then you have to respect their boundaries. And I'm here to tell you, I'm able to tell you right here, that memory of my Aunt Helen 
has stayed with me my entire life because it showed such incredible integrity and grace and style that I remember her handling herself that way. And I saw, I mean, it was absolutely undeniable. I saw how it made her a figure of power, and it made the interloper with the inappropriate violation of boundaries seem like such a tawdry and small person, which I think was an accurate depiction of what took place there. So, I ask you once again to remember another way to think about boundaries, and perhaps this is the best way to leave you with this, is that everyone you meet is fighting some kind of battle of their own. We can't possibly know all of them. Some of them they may choose to share with us, or we may find out indirectly, or we may find out by accident. But everyone is fighting some kind of battle. And to be respectful of their personal boundaries may be one of the most generous gifts you can offer them. This has been Larry Wilson. I want to thank you for spending this time with me, and I hope you found this information useful. If you're looking for more, you can find it at thewilsonmethod.com. There's a ton of stuff there. In fact, if you want, you can even speak to me because I'm human. Send me an email at info at wilsonmethod.com because I read every single one. I hope that you'll join us next week in this continuing journey. And you'll be with me for the next episode of How to Talk to Humans. <laughs>